Hale Varsity Radio every weekday afternoon from 4 to 6 p.m. Hale Varsity Radio is the best sports talk radio show around, and you'll never go a day without exclusive Husker coverage. On air, online, and on podcast. Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbal have you covered every weekday, 4 to 6 p.m. with Hale Varsity Radio. All right, we're back. He's back. I'm back. We are back. We're together. Bo Rude, Nicholas Allenbaugh, midweek pod, Michigan week. You have just hold that thought because I got to tell you about our good sponsors, Pella Windows and Doors. You might be doing some things with Pella Windows and Doors. We don't want to say anything, but you might be doing some things with them. They are fantastic. Okay. You need to check out the showrooms. Lincoln, Omaha really helps you go in there, really get a feel for what you're installing into your home. Pella omaha.com is the website holler at them they're great people and shoot 360 lincoln it's a membership-based basketball training facility what separates us the nba level technology incorporated in everything we do you're getting objective feedback on every single rep we got shooting bays think batting cages with basketball hoops you can get up 300 plus shots in 30 minutes we got skills courts ball handling passing tighten up your game out there with handles Become a member. Train like a pro. Shoot360.com backslash Lincoln. Shoot360.com backslash Lincoln. Before we talk any before we talk any football, can I throw this at you? Yes. I think I know where you're going to land on this. Did you see the news coming out of it? Sounds like the writer's strike in Hollywood is potentially coming to an end. Yes. Okay. And there was some rumblings that the office is potentially going to do a reboot. Wow. That the old showrunner would is reportedly like he would be back involved. My thought on this is like I usually am one of those guys like let like something that was really good let it let it sit. Yeah. But to me if like if you can get Steve Carell and Krasinski and Rain Wilson Basically, if you can you get Michael, it. you Nick, can do it. You do it. It's funny you say that now because was that Friday when everybody was we were golfing that we talked about it? Yes. Yes. When we said, like, of all the shows of our era, like, The Office is going to a level, I think, that no, nothing can really touch it. It's like it's 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 past. It's, it's right. like coming to its 20-year mark where, like, when the show aired was 20 years ago. Yeah. But – I think generationally, our generation, the generation a little bit older than us, and downwards to teenagers now, it's a universal. Like everybody loves the office and it's not getting there's no aging like that's that's going bad. It's just it's getting almost better. Yes. Like it's I think pretty we, impressive. Yeah. I, but for me, I'm like, I actually think the show could still work if they just somehow got everybody back into the office. So that's the key. So to me, it's like you can't do it without if Krasinski and Dwight and Andy Bernard, Pam. Now, Michael Scott's the if, if he, it's if, Michael if it's, Scott and, and, and none of the other people, you still do it. If you can get Michael Scott, you in, still do it. You it doesn't matter. Do it. Yes. Steve Carell is is. Everybody else is amazing. Steve Carell is Michael Jordan. He's the Michael Jordan of sitcoms. Right. Like that's how good he he was in that show. But if you can get him, Krasinski, 
Rain Wilson, and even you know the the Nard Dog. Like it's yeah, it's doesn't matter who else is there. The, the question is is if you can't get Michael Scott and you can't get Dwight, to me, you to still me, probably. I mean, they'll do it with they'll do it with, with if they can with, get Nard uh, Dog and and maybe some other people that maybe they do it. But I'd rather I am usually kind of anti like leave the past in the past. Yeah, I am pro this if you can get. Steve Carell, Krasinski, Rain Wilson, you need Pam. Like to yeah. me, those are the if you can get those four. Yeah, it's I think it's like if you said you could do Seinfeld again with the same yeah. cast, you probably still do it. I just don't know. Like, yeah, I mean, that's almost like where, where Curb is Curb's been great. It's like the Seinfeld, but like on but, steroids. Yeah. So you almost don't need it. But they they kind of did their little Seinfeld reunion on that. Uh, but I've also heard, isn't there rumblings about friends potentially trying to do that? Poten- yeah, maybe like I did. The real yeah. full cast. And I, I think that's another one that would be um, I'd be more interested to see how friends plays now. Because like a new written show, like new episodes of friends. Because I actually think if you give all the office cast, that model destroys. The friends is the old school, like multi-camera. Where it's like you walk in, the crowd goes, Woo! Yeah, you know? right. and then it's like, right. I don't know. And laughter. Yeah, I don't know like, if that there aren't very many shows like that anymore. There's less of those. I still think it can work, but it's definitely not. It's a different model. And it feels like Friends was like a, a frozen in time, like sort of situation for those characters, too. Like, does it work? Like, what are they all? they're all married now and like they're all married and, and they can't do what they used to what they do. used to do and but but i kind of think honestly it, so it'd be it, like michael scott and and holly that just has to find a way that like you know david wallace needs you know dunder mifflin needs michael and holly yeah. to come back and run the scranton branch like it worked. Like it yeah. kind of all you need is like you don't have to outthink yourself. Like Jim Jim has been promoted. He's now yes, at a different and, or somebody's at a different company. Right. You've got your you, like where Seinfeld and Friends is like they lived in apartments across the street, across the hall from each other. Yeah. And they were single and went to the the central to, perk every, every day. single day. Yeah. Well, when you got kids and you live in the suburbs, it's like what's your central right. meeting place? That every day you start your, the episode at yeah. either the apartment or Central Park, one of two, ninety nine percent of the episode. And for the office, it was just in the office. But you can still do that. I know. You that's what I'm saying. Like it's not. It's not as complicated. The way they left it, it's not as complicated to just get everybody back together as you think it is. Yeah. And so I don't know. It just would be. <laughs> I got excited about it. Like I'm not sure there'd be a a. TV event like if if like let's say yep it's happening and Carell Krasinski Rain Wilson they're all in like I would be v- beside myself excited yeah cause what's funny about that show is I watched it from the first episode live like I watched it I and I wa- I literally watched it every week every I, Thursday I never the, missed it yeah see I didn't I watch got, it then we got TiVo yeah and so I basically I watched it live. We got TiVo, and so I never missed really episodes. So it was one of my of my own like life life shows that I got to experience live in the moment, and I right. wasn't missing. You know, or sometimes yeah, like it, it was more like a lot of Seinfeld was yeah Seinfeld was, was, was a reruns. little before our time too. It was like, like we were a little young. I remember I vividly remember though because like Thursdays on NBC it was Friends and Seinfeld yeah was was huge. 
But you remember and, by 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 then we're 11 12 years old in the mid 90s. Right. We're still a little young for yeah. those shows were like those are they were good but we were a little above our heads. For sure. For sure. And so I just I don't know I wanted to start the show being like it's very very exciting. It only, but I th- I think Steve Carell's the key. Like I think the it only my guess is the showrunner will only do it if Carell. My guess is Krasinski will only do it if Steve Carell. Rain like oh, they'll everybody would because they talk all those all those people talk about how like they've never had more fun. Oh, I'm than sure. when they were doing that show, and so I wonder well, if and it's and they've all gone through the cycle. Like if, yeah. if the cycle is this, that was all their first like monster show that they all did and they all it got huge they all went off and did movies right and i mean carell went huge for uh, you know a decade after he got going in the office krasinski then went huge for a few handful of years rain wilson had a moment nard dog had, had a moment had the hangover yeah. And, yeah. Some of, and then they all are like uh, i feel like they're coming down from right. all of that where they're like Oh yeah, what what's the best thing we ever did? It's the office. Yeah. It's the thing that they're all going to be known for, the most lasting thing. And I think maybe they've come around where like they wanted to get away from it maybe for a bit. And now they're like, this is the best thing. I, I so fingers crossed. Yeah. F- fingers crossed for it. Okay. Just want to take a few minutes to talk some non-football stuff. Um w- w- want to look back real quick before I look forward. A little bit how I felt after the Minnesota game. I, I want to start with this, where like I am torn on my reaction to lo- the Louisiana Tech game because, like, as the dust had settled, and really it was a YouTube chat comment on our YouTube that somebody just simply wrote, "Winning sloppy is the start to winning clean," and I was like, you know what? He's kind of right. Like. Mm-hmm. I felt like I don't want to speak for you. I felt like I was kind of hard, like reflecting on like how we approached our recap pod. Like, were we too hard on them? Like for, for a team that hasn't went to a bowl game in six years, hasn't had a winning season in four years. They just won. They rushed for 300 yards and we kind of turned on the mics and went, yeah, but, and so I'm just, I don't know. Like I I have thoughts on that, but I wanted it like, this is tough because we were, I would say we were harsh. I guess though I at this point don't know how else to, <laughs> to do it because I think I think maybe we've used our a lot of our just blind optimism we've used that up and now it's a more like realistic we're kind of just like this is what we're seeing and if it's not if it doesn't feel like it's it's in the right direction. I think it's still hard to be like it's all going to be okay. I just am like I don't know. I have no idea. You, you know what? <laughs> you, we're we're Simpsons fans. Shouts out to Homer Simpson and the whole crew. You know what it was? It's almost a little like remember Hurricane Nettie? Ned Flanders finally like snapped. Yeah. Where it was like we've all been Ned Flanders <laughs> for it, the past five seasons. Uh, but like you know, Nebraska is like Oakley, Dokley, no yeah. problemo. Yeah, we will no, find a way okay, to riggedy yeah. run the ball, and it'll be just fine. And all of a sudden, like remember, the Ned snapped. Yeah, and that's how it. Because you're right. Like it's hard to muster up. And again, this is where I feel bad because Rule is having to bear the cross that has nothing necessarily to do with him, but we're all having a hard time continuing to Ned Flanders, this situation. Wasn't Flanders like, uh, then he had to be like spanked for he a whole spanked. year. And he got spanked for a, 
think he was yeah. spanked yeah. for a whole year, and then Flanders finally liked it. Like, oh, okay. Because remember, he I'll was he was boy. kind of a problem child. Yeah. It was a flashback. <laughs> Flanders was kind of a he problem child. The they had a, they had a very a very controversial way to to curtail that. He literally got spanked. They have a window where it shows the four seasons. You write a beach ball comes in. He hits the ball back out the window and continues. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, and so then that was like created the Ned persona of like, okay, you know, just eternal optimist, happy yeah. as a lark, all that good stuff. Good kid, yeah, good boy. Uh, but that's, but you're right. Like, it's harder to find that. And maybe I've often found how you and I feel is usually how our audience feels because we're all Nebraskans and Nebraska fans. Like, how we usually feel in here is how a lot of people feel. I agree. It's because it, uh, it's, one of those things where it's it's like it's hard to know as we're watching these games when to react like hey a win is a win and let's just be happy I, with a win i know how i feel i know i know my answer to that if it's a big 10 game a win is a win to me oh okay if it's non-con against la tech la tech i think i'm more critical okay but, but if, i mean if you would have played if we played as terrible as we played against minnesota and they slipped and fell down and fumbled the end zone. And we jumped on it, won the game. Right. I've been like, okay, like wins a win. You know, same way with Colorado. We like we yeah. You know, the the first half you're like, what was that? But we you know stumble our way into a win. I go, a win's a win because like they're they're more important okay, that's wins. A, that's a I good. I didn't me, have an answer for that. I think for me, it's it's if it's a Big Ten win or a good non con. But like if it's like the 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 La Tech games or you know. Georgia Southern, like, okay. I am going to be more critical, I think. I, I think that's my approach. I okay. would definitely, though, I would skew. If we beat Northwestern, I go, hey. Yeah, whatever. You, I don't care if you Big win the 10, game 2 nothing. W in the Big Ten. I That's my, my but I think, how I judge. I think, so the, there you go. So so you have criteria in your head, which is great, because I'm not sure where. Well, that's great, though. Sometimes <laughs> it's good. Sometimes, that's why I like. Sometimes I don't know how I feel, and then we get to talking, and I'm like, you know what? I found yeah. how I felt about it. And yeah. so I don't know when to be like, hey, a win is a win versus win where it's like, hey, there's a standard of good football. And if something isn't hitting that mark, you got to be honest and say it because it's it is hard to like what you're saying. It is challenging to move the goalposts mentally in real time of sliding back and forth between that of like, don't care how it looks. Don't care if it's crappy. If you win, thumbs up versus ultimately you have to start playing good football that you see it going somewhere yeah you know so i just I, I wanted to start with that where i was like man like we we were we were a little hard a little negative and i i think i i, I do kind of feel bad about being negative um but no i like what I, you, I don't like, I like our honesty here gen, i don't no, like being negative do in I. general um especially after a win it feels a little but like i guess that's my snap judgment is i think that's how i feel i like it i like that you at least have like you're you're ahead of me, partner, because I have no rhyme or reason. I have behind specific it. Like, criteria for every situation. <laughs> I got nothing. I'm or like, I just I'm like, you know what? Up. I just am upset today. <laughs> you know what? I'm not upset today. Like that's all I got for it. Uh, the other the other thing I wanted to hit on. Um, sometimes you're not into this stuff, but you're. Can you TikTok challenge? Bing bong bong bing bong. Ha, ha. Um, there's there's an interesting lesson going on right now, where there's a lesson with. Nebraska starting quarterback and running back that for all you kids out there listening, you need to keep in mind. And that is sometimes you just got to hang in there. 
Sometimes you just got to hang in there, whether it's in the season or in your career. There's something to be said for hanging in there and not getting too down and throwing in the towel. And sometimes it isn't going to work out. Sometimes it a, a door might open. And if you throw in the towel, when that door opens, well, guess what? You're not ready to run through that door. Imagine if someone would have told you a year ago you'd be arguing for Heinrich Harburg to start against Michigan. When you had Casey Thompson and your Jeff Sims. And Chubba, Chubba Purdy, Purdy and Logan Smothers. Like he wasn't even, he was if I'm not fifth. mistaken, he was fifth. He was fifth. If I, if I'm not mistaken, he wasn't even on the travel roster last year. Yeah. He was he was entertaining in the offseason a position change. I remember in a press Nick, conference. He caught a ball against Minnesota. He, against you're right he caught a pass against minnesota he was tied in against minnesota i remember it was either mickey last year or whipple kind of chuckled at the notion when when they were going through their quarterback struggles chuckled at the notion of harburg getting thrown out there yeah well who's chuckling now yeah he's he's house calling long runs and he's the starting quarterback now we'll get into what happens this saturday my guess is when that ball's kicked off against the number two ranked team in the country and jim harbaugh heinrich harburg is your starting quarterback yep hang in there okay hang in there yeah i like that the other imagine if after the minnesota and colorado game You'd be saying, you know, Anthony Grant is arguably the most valuable player on the team heading into the Michigan game. Someone would have been like, what? Yeah, this kind of, like, think three weeks ago. Think if we were to tell ourselves this three weeks ago. We're yeah. Like, okay, wow. What, what's happened in three weeks, yeah. right? Now, again, a lot. Like, but it's, he, you know, he was third string. Rule said he had a fumble issue. He fumbles late in the fourth quarter at Minnesota, proved to be the kind of the the play that turned everything, and they they lose that game. He DNP'd at Colorado, did not play at Colorado, and now I could build a case. There is no more valuable and important player, not best, valuable and important player, yeah, than Anthony Grant. Hang in there. Yeah. Hang in there. So I I thought those two things were interesting, and I also would love to look in the camera and say, Jeff Sims, hang in there, man. I know I know you're the whipping boy. I know people are making funny memes about the Amigo stuff and all that. Like, hey, hang in there, dude. That's that's hard to do in this era, though. Is like yes, people are not built to hang in there. They're as much not. Anymore. It's like there's a. It's a very fragile mindset of like when it goes wrong like i think people just like lose confidence and it's just like it's almost like a checkout thing yes uh, you know versus like if you do hang in there like you just don't know when the opportunity comes and you just got to be ready for the opportunity and yeah that that's harder it's easier said than done but it's very yeah, there, yeah. there had to have been some some tough days walking home from the practice facility for heinrich harburg last year going man, like, is this place, like, is is something, how am I going to get on the field? Mm -hmm. I'm fifth string. What What's going to happen? There had to have been, I'd have to imagine when when Anthony Grant got on the bus at Minnesota, probably feeling pretty shitty. And I have to imagine when Anthony Grant took off his shoulder pads and everything and didn't even, did no grass stain on him, no nothing. When he got on that bus after that game to leave yeah. Folsom Field was probably feeling pretty shitty. Yeah. 
Well, guess who's going to line up against Mother Michigan? Those two cats. So I guess I'm de- like, you're not too, you're not into like when people are like, the lesson is, but it's it's kind of like a cool, like to me, that's like a, a, it's a good lesson for everybody. Like fucking hang in there, man. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. keep fighting, keep preparing. You never know. And so, yeah. yeah. So I, 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 I thought that was interesting. The other thing I, I've, and we've, I don't know if you and I have talked about this. Thinking about the quarterbacks, it is very interesting I have no idea what Nebraska wants to be on offense long-term where I get that right now you have to run a system that fits what you have, but it is interesting to me that Matt rule and Marcus Satterfield chose Jeff Sims. And then what then makes it more interesting is that then they went out and chose Daniel Kalen from Bellevue West, Daniel Kalen and Jeff Sims are not very similar quarterbacks. Yeah. From what I know of Kalen, he's more of like a pure pocket pro style yeah. QB where Jeff Sims, as we've watched, is more of a dual threat, run it first kind of a QB. And they're running some option right now. Again, I understand that they have to fit what they have, but I just it's interesting to me to go out and like. Go get Jeff Sims and then go get Daniel Kalen and you're like. Hmm. Yeah, they're not they're different, quote unquote, system kind of guys, right? They, yeah. they both fit a different kind of system. So you're saying, well, what system is it? And I'd say they probably want to be a pro style, more pro style offense. My hunch is Jeff Sims was the best player they could get now. And the best thing we can do is run to. To just make all things even, that's the best, most effective way to have an offense this year with what we got. So that's my guess is they just said, we'll take Sims. We're going to have to run him for a year, and then hopefully somebody can come Sims was like, you ever been in an airport, and you're like, I need to eat in this layover? (laughs) You know, like. I'm usually healthy. I usually have greens and, uh, you know, uh, uh, some carbs, a little bit of protein. guess what we're getting in this we're getting mcdonald's like (laughs) sometimes and it's no necessarily that's not a knock on sims because you know like there's value in in i mean he's a talented player and all that stuff but like sometimes you have to go to sparrow and get a a big piece of pepperoni pizza that is sat out at gate e5 for 18 straight hours speaking i mean michael scott when he went to New York, he loves local pizza places, and he was at Sparrow. <laughs> <laughs> Love the local pizza. <laughs> <laughs> That's, so That's so good. That's such a Michael Scott thing. I'm like, I love going to New York, going to the local pizza place. So I, I just the other thing with that. So I just it's interesting to kind of like you're right though. I think that's what it was. They they looked in the portal, they were they were at gate E5, their flight was boarding in 30 minutes, and their the only thing that was open was Jeff Sims. <laughs> and they were like, let's take him. Um but I also worry about worries, maybe a strong word about painting an attractive picture for skill talent recruits to want to come and play at Nebraska. Yeah. Like right now, let's be honest, you're you're Johnny post corner from Louisiana and you're you're like getting recruited by Nebraska. You turn on the TV and you're like. Mm. And, and it's not yeah. it's not necessarily their fault, but like. I don't know. You you don't want to muck around in like unattractive land for too long. It's weird. I was thinking about this. I don't know if we talked about this yet, but like I've had this like thought in my head the last 
week or two. Like just about like Nebraska's success rate recruiting. I don't think we've recruited terribly, right? I mean, we've had some misses, but I get the sense where we struggle as like we don't struggle at every position. Seems like we struggle with wide receivers, quarterbacks, and running backs. Offensive tackles. Yeah. We've gotten, I mean, we had some string of pretty decent ones, though. I mean, but it's been like, it's been like 10 years. Maybe in the last decade, we've struggled. That's the thing is, like, there's a feeling of a mirror was like, that was yesterday. And they're like, that was 10 years ago. Yeah, that's fair. So that's, that's probably right. But, but even in that, but no, but keep going through linebackers. Yeah. We could get D tackles. We seem to struggle with D ends. O tackles, quarterbacks, and receivers. I would argue those are when you go to the NFL draft. Who goes first? Those. Who's four. the most important? Yeah. Who gets paid? Um, in the game of getting the best players, it's hard. In the game of getting the best players at those positions, it's even harder. You're right. And we have been bad. Yeah. We cannot get those positions. And I think when you look around. You see why we always we always like can play close but can't win. It's like I think we miss at those positions. Those are the positions in my head right now that I'm going, until we start getting yeah. some of those guys, I think we're always gonna fall towards the average or below average. I think you're right. Cause that's I was that that was kind of what I was I think you just hit on what I was trying to get at with like painting skill an guys. attractive per- right? picture yeah. for the skill guys of like because it has been think all of Nebraska's top receivers have had to they've they've had to go like take out of the portal like so they haven't been able to sign develop their own elite wide receiver since stanley morgan stanley morgan who's a 2018 grad yeah so like you know he you was, had to go get samari 2014 signing yeah so so, I mean, so it's it, 10 it's years 10 years since we've signed a receiver a which is you whipping. should have multiple it's not one yeah. quarterback one or two running backs here it's like three to five receivers every year you sign. Had to go get uh, kind of wide Noah. You had to go get Samari Toure. You had to go get Trey Palmer. Yeah. You had to go like, and and now this year you got to go. You had to go get Billy Kemp. You had it, it's Nebraska's inability to get that position. That might be position, the worst. I think wide receiver has been the most like wow. You are not just striking out. You're striking out in spectacular fashion. Because you sign, you sign what? Three a year minimum. Yeah, usually I would, three. I'd have to go check. Yeah, and you are you're not that hitting means ten on years. Any of them. Thirty. Like that means we're like and, oh for thirty, and you're having to play, uh, Cade Warner and Alex Bullock and Wyatt Lever. Walk on, walk, walk on, on, walk on, walk on. Like, and that's not to denigrate those guys, but like you don't. You're not using you're, your scholarship. You're not using your them. scholarship. Like you, what, you lucked out. The reality came. is. The majority of the time, like let's be honest, Alex Bullock being on the field means something kind of didn't go right in the recruiting process at the, he can't play at Ohio state. He can't. Yeah. There's the backups play over him at Ohio state. Yeah. And that's just, that's okay. Right. That's Ohio state. They they're six, eight deep at that position where you're like, well, those guys are pretty good. Right. Yeah. But that's, that's what they're doing. Like it's a revolving machine there of receivers, just elite going there, going the pros. Like I get it. Right. But, but we are surprisingly bad. It's just, it's, so I just worry about that. Like Nebraska struggled with this to begin with. And now this offense is really struggling. And on one hand, you could paint it like, Hey, listen, you can come on and get on the field right away. 
you know, that could be your pitch to these people. But at the same time, you want to play a, a style that that is attractive to these skill talent. Yeah. I just so the the direction of the or quarterback, you got to get a quarterback, or you got to get a QB. That, that that's where the Rayola play with. Yeah, that's where the Dylan Rayola thing yeah. still like hurts the old heart a little bit. Um, can I? Uh, I am going to just blatantly steal something from Sam McEwen. So Sam, I'm just stealing it from you. It's okay. I'm stealing Sam McEwen's poll questions on Twitter to ask you. You just put, you know, but listen, you put it on Twitter. It's public property, brother. It's right. Hey, brother. All right. Left it in, on your driveway. Was it in the street? <laughs> I couldn't tell. I took it. Once you put it on the curb, brother, it's right. anybody's trash now, brother. One man's trash is another man's <laughs> treasure, Sam. So, and this isn't necessarily like I was just, I wanted to throw it at you. And just, I saw these, like, he's interesting to throw a bow. He, 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 a couple of, he put up two poll questions. Curious to get your, your answer. He said, What's the best story? on the Nebraska football team right now. Here are your options. The defense, Heinrich Harburg, emerging formula, or nothing jumps out? Mm, Harburg's an interesting. I actually think that's like, when you've had a QB change in the first three games, I think that's a pretty big story. I mean, the defense, that's a nice little story. Harburg is, I think, what most people are talking about this week. I, yeah. Defense is sort of like, that was that's it's been good. Right. But Harburg is like, what do we got? Right. The the deep the defense is the is like the and I guess he did say best story. Because there's maybe there's an issue best and most interesting. The defense has been the best thing about the team That's so far. Best, yes. But you're right. Like the the most interesting thing has been Harburg slash just the quarterback situation. The Sims like Sims being so bad. The, the Sims catastrophe to the right. Harburg like emergency change. Right. And because, you know, we could say it was an injury thing, but it probably wasn't. I, and they're still, yeah, and they keep on being like, he's not 100%. I don't know. Like, I'm, I mean, he was out I, there. He, yeah. Look, I don't know. You can like, play in a, a hurt ankle. Like, you can't. It's just. They're like, well, we're we're gonna go with this guy, right? I, I know it's if you're not if you're not hundred percent, we're going with this guy. If you're eighty, we might go with this guy. If you're sixty, we're going with this guy. And I mean, as each, I mean, you would know this better than than me and anybody. But like, football is the ultimate. Like every week, you get further from a hundred percent. You're naturally, you know what I mean. Like by the time you get, you're like you walk into fall camp and you're like, I'm 100. percent By the end of the first day of fall camp, you're like 98. <laughs> you know, like, well, it's it's honestly 92, like it's like your cell phone battery on a yeah. day where you never get to be around a phone charger. Like you get out of bed, it's a hundo. By the end of the by the end of the day, you're like, well, I'm at like 14 percent here. Like that's football. So it's like, yeah, who? Nobody's really 100 percent right now. Um, but I'm, I'm with ba- you. I think a bad I, night's sleep. You're at 90 in my book. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe worse. I might be. I don't 50. get eight to nine hours. I'm at eighty percent. I'm like a fifty if I have a bad night. Oh, you're sleep. like you're can barely turn the phone on if you don't get eight to nine. I almost consider like sometimes is it better to not work if I've had a bad night's sleep because I'm that bad. <laughs> like, am I am I doing everybody a favor by me not being? Have you bad? had yet? Have you have you had yet with Bell a night where literally the night came and went, and then the day came, and you literally like, well, I didn't sleep uh, no not not as much from her she's actually a good sleeper i actually had one this was not last night the night before i just woke up at two three in the morning and couldn't up, go back sleep and I, you know it threw me off all day I, right. it was a long day and i was like i am bad i've had a couple of one with mac 
like I've had some hat like close to ones with Marv where like well the word I mean there was a couple there was one night in particular with Mava where like literally I was in her room and like the sun was coming up I had not slept and I had my radio show was starting in like you know three four hours I was like well today ought to be interesting like I literally have not slept that's where you do the coffee and you're like running on like the coffee well you kind of you you it's weird your body like I swear, I swear, your body like is storing adrenaline. Like, are we using it? Yeah. Are we using it? Like, imagine a ship that's going down. Yeah. Like, God damn it, are we using the adrenaline? Like, we are. Throw it in there. Throw it in there. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. You know it. Yeah, getting through this day. Uh, and you're just not sharp at all, but you're just oh, like but then, doing but it. But then by the, I actually think like the first hour, I think I was like of the show, but I was like kind of wired for it. But then, but afterwards, you eventually are like, like your, oh, yeah, your, your, your boat is sinking. And then uh. the, the Huskers, they're, they're, uh, <laughs> they're playing who? But, you know, like, it was like that pretty much. Okay, second poll question from uh, from Sam McEwen. What's your excitement level for Nebraska's game against Michigan? Fired up. I was more juiced for the Colorado game. Sort of into it, meh. Uh, I was more juice for Colorado, so that would be your vote. That's what I'd say. Yeah, I mean, I'm always excited to watch us play Michigan, but the reality is, um, oh man, the odds are stacked that it's not just going to be a loss, but it could be a, it's going to be a litmus test for can we can we play with any big boys at all? I mean, I don't think we're going to win. I just think it's like I hope we don't get. Club. yeah i to me if like this would have been nice if it would have been like check all that apply yeah. and i could have i would have checked more juice for the colorado game and then i and then i put sort of I, I like my vote i think i voted i've i voted sort of into it i'm it does it doesn't feel now it's only tuesday it's tuesday evening here there doesn't feel like you could i, I will the colorado week you th- there was a palpable buzz even the minnesota yeah. week like there, there was there was a little something in the air where you're like you you can feel it. Yeah, I don't now. Maybe by by Thursday and Friday that'll start to change. This is the for the number two ranked team in the country, Jim Harbaugh, Michigan, coming off back to back college football playoff appearances, for them to be coming to Lincoln and it's kind of like, it's kind of weird. I think that's the state of that's like what we're I think maybe the, how we started this show off. That's where everybody's at. They can't be excited because they know like we've done that enough. We're like, we need to see the success before then we'll, we'll buy back. I think people yeah. are at that point and we know what this offense is. It's never been good. It hasn't no. for a moment been like, Oh, we're dangerous. Like we're not dangerous. Yeah, we're not. And that's where we're at. Yeah. So when you're not dangerous and you're playing Michigan, you're like, I may not be a smart man, but this is going to be a very <laughs> difficult game, Jenny. <laughs> Jenny, this is going to be difficult. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to land the plane with a – you became Forrest Gump. I, I did not see there. that coming. Nick, no one, no one even including uh, myself. I loved it. That – Boaz had a way of putting things so I can understand them. <laughs> I didn't understand until you went Forrest Gump on it, but you're right. Like, I think, I think that's what it is. I think whenever we, I mean, we had like you and I maybe recorded two different, two or three different pods where we did like uh, run through the schedule prediction. Yeah. Like, whenever anybody predicted the season, talked about the schedule, this was the one game on the schedule that people didn't even. Get, it was like. 
We're not, we're not even going to talk, talk about it, about it yep. because it's like Nebraska has no shot in that game. Yeah. And so I think even the most Kool-Aid chugging Husker fans, when they feel like, mm, I don't feel like Nebraska has got a shot this weekend, that's going to temper your enthusiasm yeah. too. Just now that we're, it's, it's up in the air and we're talking about it, I am excited. I think I know what's going to happen to our offense. I don't think it's going to be pretty. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. But the defense, the defense is I'm intriguing. going to I, learn yeah. about this defense. You know what I've, you've been like? Oh, yeah. Why are you? Yeah, you've seen. You've been. I, I have been. This is the game, Nick, that I learned something. Right. I learn what this 3-3-5 is, what these players are, what this massive rotation is yeah. when you play a Michigan. This is pinnacle. Big 10 football, power right. football. Bet they'll do it better than every one of these other teams. So this is it. This is what, like, the hardest thing you can face in the Big 10 is this. Mm -hmm. You know, and the 3-3-5, Tony White, and this squad, what are they? I think we'll know better. We'll really kind of know after this game. Yeah. No, so I they might, maybe they play tough and we're like, God, you know what? They played Michigan tough. Right. And we know we got a tough team. But this could, I mean, I, I'm, I don't know. I, I think they might actually play better than people think. Yeah, no, but you're right. The, the, the most intriguing part of this game, as sad as it sounds, is like not whether Nebraska wins or loses. It's more of like, can the defense kind of like show themselves out to be yeah. decent here? Yeah. Like that. But yeah, you're right. Like that's probably the most, that's the hook of this game probably. Yeah. Um, because you're right. Like I'm gonna be watching that closely. I'm yeah. gonna, I'm excited to see that. You know what it is? The way you've like if the defense you've given like the ass out hug to the defense, like the way you hug like your aunt or something like that. Church hug. The church <laughs> hug, like, hey girl, hey, yeah, how you been? Where like you want to hug like you hugging your girl, where it's oh, like, girl, you better watch yourself. So you're saying you're, I if they play if good they play good in Michigan, Michigan, you might have I a might you might them? have like give like a real hug. Ooh, I might break out for a real hug. Mayor Tony. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, I got some great and puzzling stats. Then we got our Michigan official prediction. Okay. That's what's coming up next. Because there's there's some stats that make you almost go, man, stats can be misleading. Yeah. But I'll, I'll get into that. But first, got to tell you about Pella Windows and Doors. The, the work that they do on the front end with their research with their windows is incredible. They put them through extreme heat, extreme cold, extreme rain, weather conditions to make sure that when the windows are installed into your home, they are going to be able to stand up to the elements. So you can have that confidence when those windows are in your home that they are rock solid and fantastic if you need some windows you need some uh, a, a new front door sliding glass back door whatever schedule a free in-home consultation where you get a Pella expert out to your house and it's free they're going to be able to sit down with you go through your wants and needs and they're going to be able to put a tony white type of game plan together for your windows three windows up top five windows there we're looking for a up. three three five window formations tony's like say no more i got you we're gonna rotate 18 different windows each each day it's like no tony no tony we're not so we're, we're tony we're, you should stick to being a coach not a power <laughs> windows installer every day we take one <laughs> after each hour we take one window out we bring in the backup window not quite as good but you know what no it's tony good. we leave the no. windows where they're at <laughs> If, I would respect Tony White. If Tony White has a house where the windows are, everything's three, three, five. I'm like, this dude is is about that life. I love it. <laughs> so go to PellaOmaha.com, PellaOmaha.com. And got to tell you about Shoot360 Lincoln. 
you know, I, I haven't talked to you guys a ton about the skills courts where you're working on passing and dribbling. The the passing wall is, you know, passing is one of the most underserved skills because let's be honest, it's kind of boring to work on and you typically need a partner to do it. But the passing walls that gamify the whole process and with that technology, with these the passing wall, they can measure your reaction time, your decision making and your accuracy. So you're doing you're handling the ball and then all of a sudden a couple of targets pop up. One's worth 100 points, one's worth 10 points and they're moving. Well, that 10 points is Draymond Green, that 100 is Steph Curry. So you got to make quick decisions and accurate and make an accurate pass. So it's measuring and you're, you got to hit your target. So you're working on all those things. And it'll improve your game. It'll improve your ball handling. You go 30 minutes in there. You really work on your handle. You work on passing. You are going to become a better player. The And I'm telling you, the little kids love the gamification of it. You get bug smash on there where there's an ant crawling and you got to hit it. And kids think like, oh, this is fun. But like you have to accurately pass and hit an ant. Think about this. The kids absolutely love video games. Yes. And this is a chance for parents back. You get to go play like a video game that's so good for you actually it's it's, it's going to teach you real skills and you're going to love it but it's it's just going to make you a great basketball the player. the genesis of craig moody the 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 founder the pr- el presidente of of shoot 360 the the aha moment was his son and his friends were sitting inside playing video games on a beautiful day where they could go outside and play basketball and he was like why don't you guys go outside and play basketball and they're like yeah we'd rather do this and in his mind i think they were playing like nba 2k yeah. and in his mind it was like man if i could find a way to have a video game and basketball like i would yeah. really have something and that's kind of what this is yeah. so it's cool the kids the it's, kids love the the skills courts and everything with with the gamification of it so check them out or check us out shoot 360.com backslash lincoln become a member fill out the i'm interested form october 14th it is go time my friends go time okay you ready for some great and puzzling stats here a little puzzling here nebraska number one rush defense in america it's pretty good not bad Nebraska, sixth best rushing offense in America. It's not bad. Nebraska, I think they're 13th, but it'll just go top 15. Nebraska, top 15 in sacks in the country. If someone would have told you, us, me, that, hey, heading into the Michigan game, Nebraska's going to have the number one rush defense the number six best rushing offense and be top 15 in sacks. I would have been like, holy shit. Is Nebraska four and oh, is Nebraska. I mean, at worst they're three and one. Yeah. Are they four and oh, and have they looked like great? And are, like, is everybody feeling great? And you're like, not quite. And so it's just interesting how there are two, two takeaways with that, how sometimes stats can maybe be a little misleading yeah, but it also goes to continue to drive home the Dirk Chatlin article from years ago that no stat is more important than turnovers. Yeah, like that tells the tale of the season more than, than anything else. But it, like those are top ten rushing offense, rush defense, top fifteen in sacks. Like you can run the ball, stop the run, and sack the quarterback. You're like, fuck, let's go. Yeah, you can't ask for more than that, right? Uh, yeah, at this point. Kind of weird. 
Kind of weird, but yeah, you said turnovers, and then you know we just we look at our offense. That's yeah, that's the the real story of the year. You better you better take care of the ball, and you better have some dudes that can when they get the ball can really make something happen. Yeah, and though Nebraska is a little void of those things. Okay, uh, real quick, Rule and, and Marcus Satterfield in their press conferences, nothing too earth shattering. Uh, Matt Rule is kind of non-committal about Sims and Harburg. Uh, you know, he did the whole thing. He was like, I'm really not trying to play games with this. He was like, both quarterbacks are kind of the same. So it's not like Michigan probably prepares dramatically different for each one. Yeah. But he was kind of noncommittal on who it would be. He said Luke Reimer was questionable for the game. You're like, oh, yeah. yikes, Reimer. You get with Miyagi, please. Satterfield said Harburg was a, a full go in practice on Tuesday, which is good because he tightened up in, at the end of that Louisiana Tech game. He did say that Sims and Harburg are splitting reps who knows? And then the other thing that was interesting is Josh Fleeks is transitioning from wide receiver to running back. Okay. Goes to show you. That shows you the, our depth. The sitch. That the situation. You, that shows friend. you what how they feel about the young guys. Yeah. Where you're having to grab Fleeks and say, yeah, they want to go be the running back. I'm surprised Tommy Hill, like, I'll do it, coach. And they're like, uh, Tommy, perfect. good. You want 25 Tommy carries yeah. against the number Tommy, two ranked team. <laughs> We got we got three um, so important plays for the running back. You're gonna get them, Tommy. Just as always, <laughs> Tommy. Here's what we can offer you today: a reverse, 25 carries from the running back position, back pass. two go routes, <laughs> a, a reverse pass, and starting corner spot. Do you accept? Of I do. course, I do. And the kickoff returner. Um, but you're not gonna be a starter at any position. But you're not starting at any of those <laughs> those positions. But you're gonna get on that. Um, so just it. it I don't know. I, you and I both have said, I think it should be Harburg. I think it will be Harburg. Yep. Uh, but be interested to see how, you know, how do you let Harburg play through a bad quarter? Do you let Harburg play through a bad turnover? Do you, you know? So typically, I mean, I think if a guy's bad enough after a quarter, you could bring somebody and give, like give Sims a series. Most of the time though, I think uh, we, we kind of, we saw this, at both Minnesota and Colorado, where after a full half, you go into halftime, you, you know, there was a lot of people saying, do you bring somebody in now? Yeah. Like, I don't think after a quarter, it feels pretty quick, right? It does. Quarter Because you but might have half, like four or three or four. You might have three, possess, two possessions in a quarter. You might get two possessions, you know? right? So, yeah, you could have a couple bad ones where it's like two terrible picks. You know, maybe it's like, hey, bring somebody in there and go sit down yeah. and think about it. Almost as like a just chill. Yeah. But if you give somebody a half and they've been bad for a half, you really consider the next half, I'm bringing in somebody to try to win this game. Yeah. If, if Nebraska's got zero points at halftime and Harburg has a bad interception and the offense has like two first downs and he's not played well. Yeah. I, I'm, I mean, you could go to Sims there. Yeah. I think there's a, and there's a little bit of a difference between I'm giving this guy like, I give somebody else a series to let him just like sit right and, and just chill and reassess versus like we're making a change. Yeah. Making a change, I think, usually happens at halftime. I totally agree. You know what I mean? Totally we're making agree. a change. Right. Totally. right. I remember, I, I mean, I'm even thinking to like like two in the national championship game. Like yeah. They went in at halftime and they're like, we're going with this we're freshman. Gonna, we're going with Tua. We're going with Tua. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Jalen Hurts is not a bad core. He was like a junior at the time. Like, yeah, they went with Tua because, like, they went, we have a better chance of winning, I think, with this guy right now. Yeah, the offense needed a little something, something. Yeah. So, yeah, it, just be interesting to watch. I do think Harburg will get will be out there first. Uh, 
and we'll see how he plays. I mean, if he plays well, obviously he's going to stay in there. But if he plays really bad, uh, you know, I think that's one where if he plays a really bad half and Sims is ready to go, I, I wouldn't put it past rule to be like, let's give Sims a try. Yeah, and and I'm not. I don't necessarily have a problem with that either. You I don't know, think it matters. I don't. I think they're both pretty much very similar. I, th- at I this think point. what matters is I. I think it should be Harburg going. I was going to say. I, th- like, I think the only thing that quote unquote matters is that Harburg starts the game. I think he needs to start the game. I think it's just like we talked about the confidence thing last week. That the team seems more confident with Harburg right now, and that is the the big one, at least from the outsider's point of view. I. I. It seems like we've been better with him. And uh, I agree. That's that to me seems like the right play. So Michigan is favored by 17 points. I mean, Michigan so far has played a really weak schedule. They've had all home games. They played East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green, and Rutgers. All the scores were similar: 30 to three, 35 seven, 31 six, 31 six. I wouldn't say they've been great so far, uh, but at the same time, this is still a team that has gone to the college football playoff two years in a row. They return a lot of dudes, including their starting quarterback and star running back. I what I wrote down first was what you hit on. I think this is going to be the most exciting thing. Is is the this is a great test for Nebraska's defense, especially mm-hmm. to to stop the run. I just yep. cannot wait to see what that looks like. But for me, I wrote down this feels like a game for Nebraska to have a chance to win. Dot dot dot. Here are a few things I wrote down. You need to somehow win the turnover battle. Yep. Somehow. I don't know how that's going to work, but you got to find a way to be on the right side of, of that stat. Yep. It also feel does this, doesn't this game feel like you need one of those X factor plays, like a pick six, a blocked punt, a blocked kick. Yeah. Like you need one of those weird plays. Oh, I mean, for, for a real chance to win for it. a real, ch- I, I don't think there's any way to win it without something. Like I guess. That. Yeah. Like, like, I should say like Michigan, like maybe rephrase that yeah. for Nebraska to, to, yeah, the, not even have a chance. Like the, it's, these have to happen. They have to have w- at least one of those like outlier plays. Right. You said pick sick block punt, something like that. Um, and they probably have to control the clock. That's probably the only way they can win. I see what's 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 tough is how do you control the, how do you control the clock? Because what, what's funny is that runs counter to what I then wrote down. Well, Nick, the, the the answer is you can control the clock against Minnesota. I I don't think you can control the clock against this good of a defense. No, you I gotta be you, you gotta be like you gotta be able to like kind of sort of handle this defense. I just don't know. I, I actually wrote down that Nebraska needs a couple of big chunk plays somehow because like they need Grant to get loose for a 70-yard run. Okay, so let's think about that. So Because I just don't see how they're going to be able to. That might be right. So do we need to just make big plays and then hopefully our defense plays out of their mind? That, I, that's how, I, if I'm being real, like I get that yeah, like, how uh, do you, you want to come in and you want to like. We'd love to control the ball. Yes, get, totally like, get what's that. Realistic? But let's Is be the real. realistic way to win, not the blueprint we'd like because we can't do it. But like we've got to sort of roll the dice more and get maybe the, the odds will fall our way. Like not just get lucky, but like we put ourselves in a situation to get lucky. Like we're going to throw the deep ball. We're going to do the play action or the trick play and hope for a pick six block punt. 
in 17-14. Honestly, pull off what you just said it to me is like, how Nebraska wins 17-14, 21-17 is pick six or a turnover that sets up a touchdown at the yeah. two-yard line. And then a trick play. Like, think about it. Nebraska, that's how they scored against Minnesota. Yeah. And they had to have a trick play on the fake field goal just keep to keep a drive alive, alive yeah. to score. Like, I mean, this is a game where you, if you're Michigan, you, there's go, Nebraska is going to run a trick play in this game. We've probably got to. You have we, to. We can't light up and do what we want to do, which I think, you know, maybe for stretches we can do what we want, but not not a whole game against Michigan. I think the talent difference is yeah. the show, but we have to be, we've got to, we probably are going to have to roll the dice if we want to score points. I, I just, it's going to be, you're going to have to run a, a reverse pass. You're going to have to run a halfback pass. Yeah, you're going to have to like, run. I don't even like a flea flicker. Cause you're not going to be able to block for that long. Like it's gotta be one of those kinds of it's, a it's, fake punt. It sucks a fa- like, like, it's like, I hate to be like that, but it's to, like, you don't want to do those things. If you don't feel like you're explosive, you want to like, just protect the ball, give yourself, but like, the reality is, is depending on how this is where maybe you change your like. If all of a sudden you go, this defense is stoning them. Yeah, you can maybe be a little bit more conservative. Yeah, say. But if you don't think you can stop them, like we want to stop them, then you got to manufacture points by taking risks. That's where it's just to it's me like it, a risk thing. So it's got to dial down the risk if the defense is unbelievable, right? And then you try to like win the real way. But but if like if we can't stop them. It's gonna be a long night because then we have to then we have to increase our risk on offense. There needs to be a defensive touchdown or a defense setup yeah. sets up a touchdown, a block punt, a either, trick play. Either way, the defense has to win it. Yes, and then I also think like kind of like how last game there was like these big long runs. Like yeah. now nah, those are gonna be hard to do against Michigan, but you need to find a way to. I just I have a hard time feeling like and wow, Nebraska caps off a thirteen play, seventy five yard drive like. I don't see that happening. I see, wow, Nebraska goes three and out, three and out, three and out, and then somehow squirts a Grant got loose for an 80-yarder. Yeah. That seems more real. If yeah. we're, We'll I, see. I, I just, you know, like I said, this this offense right now, I, well, my confidence is so low with, like, the grinded-out style or the explosive style. That's the hard part. I know, because, because Nebraska's offense team. can't go through those long lulls that they've been going through. You do that against Michigan, and more more likely than not, Michigan's going to pull away. Yeah, You know, if Nebraska's... I mean, they've... Every game so far this year, Nebraska's had a half, and it's almost always been the first half, where, let's be honest, they've been awful. Yeah. And if you do that against Michigan, it's going to be 24-zip. Well, then they'll get and, up, and then they, then they can grind you. And then you they can run. grind you down. A team that is like, that is their... They're the best in the country, probably like grinding out the fourth, third, fourth yes. quarter. So like we can't get down. We got to get up to give ourselves a chance. Yeah, it's got to be like a miracle first half, essentially, is what we have to have. Um, I hate to put this out into the universe, but you know what I'm really nervous about? Hmm. I don't feel great about Harburg or Sims running the option to pitch it. Yeah. And I think Michigan is going to have a 
a week to get ready for the option. And I, we talked about this a little bit, but I, I am, I just am picturing like, here's Harburg on the option. Oh, they pitched it and it's errant. And it's yeah. fun. like, I am, I feel like, and I hate to put this out there into the world. This feels like a bad pitch fumble. And the problem is a bad pitch fumble on an option could be a scoop and score. Jo- like uh, Josh Fleeks in the game for the first time. He's on the pitch. Oh, he's not ready for it. You know, like, I'm nervous about that. First I'm time just, running back. But what's hard is you got to run option because it's it's Nebraska's unique way of trying to move the ball. I just uh, I we'll don't see, trust we'll them. They do. Sorry, I've been still yawning. Uh, we'll see how much they are going to do with that this week. I mean, is that going to be like this is the staple of our offense? Now? I don't know because what's hard what's hard about that is we were talking about. Uh, I mean, think about Eric Crouch. Eric Crouch grew up in Nebraska watching the option. Now, I don't know what he did in youth football, but he goes to Millard North. That whole life. That, that ran, so, like, by the time, you know, the whole outliers, like, you know, you get 10,000 hours. Like, that dude had had 10,000 hours of option football. So, by the time he got to Nebraska, I mean, the guy was a mother machine running the option yeah he was great he was awesome at it had great when to pitch how to read it when to set you know like fake pitch go like you know kind of had it tommy could always cut back to he always had like the yes knowing when to cut back that's the right of that you know it's such an important i oddly enough i always thought adrian martinez kind of naturally ran the option decently well pretty good like he he could fake pitch it and like he was pretty good at it but i just when i watch harburg Run the option. I'm like, he's a little statuey when he's when he moves. You know, he's just a big guy, and he's. I think he's got big feet. I think he's one of those guys that like he looks like it's like he's got like size yeah. fifteen feet. So it's like it kind of just. Whew, it just make. I just. Around. I hate to put that in the universe. Maybe I'm putting it out there so the universe will like react to it and then shut it down. But I just a little nervous about that. Yeah. Uh, my, I mean, my prediction is I actually think the defense is going to perform okay. I think this game is going to be a little reminiscent of the the Colorado game. Like, I think the defense is going to – they'll be juiced. Yeah. They, they're going to play physical. Um, I bet I think they're going to eventually wear out. But I hate to – I just – how does Nebraska's offense score more than seven points? I can't – Nick, we couldn't score – we couldn't score against – Minnesota. Know, Minnesota in Colorado's – bad defense you know like what are we gonna do so i'm just some like i'm gonna say 30 to 7 michigan wins yeah i think that's fair i just i mean i'm really like right now i'm trying like i started this episode being like i want to be more positive but right now really picture nebraska's offense on the field against michigan's defense and how are they going to score i I just don't see i mean i just think every time we play michigan we can't score right Except for the twenty-one year, that was had, it. Like, other than we had that, some amazing plays, it was right. an amazing game. We still lost, but like every other time we've played them, they we have can't score. They have grown like almost every other time Nebraska played in Michigan. It's looked like varsity versus JV. Other than the twenty-one game, yeah. But 21. Frost first year, it was varsity JV. Last year, it was varsity JV. Yeah. Now I don't. Right. Will it look like that again this year? I, I don't know. I just offensively, given the quarterback situation, the running back situation, the wide receiver situation, and the makeup of their defense, I'm just. How does this? How do they score twenty one points? How do they score fourteen? I wouldn't bet on it. You know what I mean? Like I like I don't bet really. I'm not a better. But the things that if you ask me, would you bet on something? That's how you really know how you feel. I go. I would not bet. Better chance. Better chance. Here's a good way to put it. 
is there a better chance Nebraska gets shut out or scores 21 points? The better chance is it's probably shut out. I I'm, I know that's a sobering way to kind of wrap this up, but I think there's a better chance. If you're asking me which is more likely, 21 or 21 zero. 21 points or zero. Yeah, because it's not closest to. Yes. It's either or. Yeah, I'm not saying like if it, if you, <laughs> yeah, it's just what which outcome is more likely, zero points or 21 or more points. Uh, I don't know. So I just think Michigan, can we get 21? I just think, man, that seems we could. It just seems like we'd have to have an outlier play. Yeah. Like uh, the, the great variable in that is, was there a pick six? Was there a, was there a a setup touchdown from a turnover, a block punt, whatever. But if there isn't, I just, I don't see how this offense is going to be able to score enough. So I'm going 30 to seven, but that doesn't mean I'm interested to see what all I'm interested to see what Harburg looks like. I'm interested to see what the quarterback situation looks like. I'm interested to see what, how this, how Satterfield and Rule can manufacture some chunk plays. I'm interested, and then most importantly, I'm interested to see how the the defense. I mean, you, this is the number one rush on paper, number one rush defense in America. Small sample size, four games, but like number one rush defense in the country going against Michigan. Okay, here the we best go. Best rush team in America. Best rush. So here rough, we go. We'll yeah, see. Roughly. We'll see. Good on good. What that looks like. Okay, that'll do it. Look at us tight with an hour. We'll be back for the recap pod, Nebraska, Michigan. Be interested to see what that looks like. And then it's a short week for Illinois on Friday night, the following week. Um, so should we go check on Ned Flanders? Make sure he's he's still Oakley Doakley. Uh, he's on. He's being spanked. Please be spanked. A Heard at Sports Network production. Hail Varsity Radio every weekday afternoon from 4 to 6 p.m. Hail Varsity Radio is the best sports talk radio show around, and you'll never go a day without exclusive Husker coverage. On air, online, and on podcast. Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbal have you covered every weekday, 4 to 6 p.m. with Hail Varsity Radio.